It's a wonderful thing to have, the feelings of God. St. John 20, verse 24 to 29. Amen, amen. Okay, here we go. Verse 20. And when he had so said, he showed unto him his hands, his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Verse 21. Then said he, Jesus, unto them, Peace unto you, as my Father hath sent me, send I you. And when he had said unto them, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive you the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I believe I'm in the wrong place, ain't I? I'm in the wrong place. Forgive me. Let, let's start over here. Verse 24, I'm sorry. And Thomas, one of the twelve, in other words, he was not there when Jesus appeared to them. And let's just jump down here to save a little time. Verse 26. Or we just jump down to verse 27. Therefore he said unto Thomas, Reach in thy finger, behold my hands. Reach hither into my hands, and thrust your hands into my side. And when Thomas seen this, he said, My Lord and my God. We're going to title this Wounded but alive. It says in Zechariah 13, 6, I was wounded in the house of my friends. I was wounded. And in Isaiah 53, it tells a lot about Jesus' wounds. He grew up as a tender plant. And there was no beauty that we shall desire him. He was despised and rejected of all men. He was not a pleasant person to look upon. He had no pleasant features. He said we hid our faces from him. He was despised and he was rejected. Verse 4 said, He bore our grief carried our sorrow, yet we did not esteem him stricken of God and afflicted. Verse 5. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we were healed. We were healed. And he cried on the cross, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? And then he says, Father, forgive them. He said, I was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and I prayed all alone. I had three of my best friends with me. They fell asleep. I tread the wine press by myself. Sweats of great drops of blood poured through my skin. Scientists say that's possible. Scientists say you can be so stressful you turn gray-headed overnight. And here he was, 
sorrowful unto death. And he laid in the grave three days. The word three means resurrection, completeness, and perfection. When he got out of the grave, he was resurrected, he was complete, and he was perfected. When David got so angry with God, he wouldn't bring the ark home because the man that touched it died, and he carried it down old Bed Eden's house. But after three months seeking God, he went to get it and bring it back. What he was doing was going back to work. There's times in a Christian life you're going to be rejected, but there's a time you're going to have to get up and go back to work. You got to bring the anointing back. David brought the anointing back to all of Israel, but Jesus brought the anointing to the whole world. The whole world. He said, Thomas, I want you to know what I've been through with, how I've been wounded and how I've been hurt. I want you to feel my feet. I want you to feel my hand. How many of you know the Bible wants you to feel after him and feel and touch him and see what he's been through with? Put your hand into my side. He said, out of my side came blood. Anything mentioned in the Bible first means it's got to be first. He said, out of my side came blood. Blood has to come before the water. Anointing does not come until there's a sacrifice. Till there's a blood shed. Why the blood? Because without the remission of blood, there is no remission of sin. Without the blood, there's no cleansing of sin. It is the blood of Jesus that's cleansed the fall of our sin. He said, I want you to feel the place the water came out also, which means the Holy Ghost. There has to be repentance. There has to be godless sorrow. And that's to be the blood applied. You find all of this in the Old Testament before the, they could do anything. The blood had to be applied to wash away your sins. He said, now, Thomas, I want you to know what I've been through with. Some people give an editorial to you what they've been through with. But I tell you, Jesus gave an editorial what he'd been through with. And he wound it up and said, I'm alive. <laughs> and I'm alive forevermore. I've been through the crisis. I've been through the fire. I've been through the lion's den, you name it. He said, I've been through with it. But I'm alive forevermore. Can I ask you a question? Are you alive this morning? Look what you've been through with. Amen. Can you feel the anointing of God regardless of what you've been through with? Are you explaining your troubles and your problems to people but never, never tell them I'm alive? Are you alive today? Because whom Christ makes alive, he is our perfect example. We're to pattern our life better. He has all power in heaven and in earth. There's no power outside of him. And he wanted Thomas to know that he was alive. He's alive. Revelation 19, 16 says, Jesus had on his robe and on his thigh. His name was written King of Kings. And the Lord of Lords. Who is the king that he's Lord over? The king over. Help me out to preach this morning. Who, who are the kings that he's the king over? You. You. Jesus said, let no man steal your crown. What does a crown mean? Authority. 
It means kingship, royalship, authority. Even Jesus said, don't let nobody steal your authority, your kingship, and who you really are. He went on, to for, went on further to say, not only that written on his robe and on his thighs, he said, I'm the Lord of lords. And the psalm says he'll stand in the midst of the mighties of God. Who is that? Who is that? That's you. That's you. He's going to stand in your midst like he's never stood before. He's standing with you today because you're an heir and a joint heir of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We are so blessed. Brother Ken's talking about the nation of America is so blessed. You're blessed beyond what you can ever imagine. Brother Shelton Young preached one time in Hades, one of the poorest countries on the face of this earth. While he was a preaching, a man came in carrying a Coca-Cola box. We don't see them nowadays, a little Coca-Cola crate, and said he was intoxicated. He couldn't speak nothing but Spanish. Said he come and sat right down in front of me as I was preaching, and I was preaching. Said the Holy Ghost fell on him. And he spoke English, perfect English, as the Holy Ghost fell on him. I want you to know, he said, he was delivered immediately from alcoholism. Your God has all power. He has all authority. Hallelujah. Praise God. We appreciate, some of you have heard, we appreciate the message that Jean met us come down and spoke to Peggy Sunday morning, maybe me and her both last Sunday, said it's just a rumor. When the doctor, we went to got a second opinion, he looked at them spots on her and he said, there's nothing here to be concerned about. I want you to know that the rumor going around that the devil is, is a liar. That's not no rumor, but he's a liar and he's the father of all lies. But the almighty God has authority and a power over everything in your life. And I thank God moving on people to give a prophecy in the time of need. Are you alive today? Or are you going around and editorializing all what you've been through with? But God wants you free. And whom he sets free is free indeed. Revelation 17, 14 said, They shall make war with the Lamb. Who is the Lamb? Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Listen, the devil's not warring with you. He's warring with your spirit. We do not war with flesh and blood. It's our spirit that he's warring with. And the lamb is inside of us, and the war is against the lamb. Listen else what he said what the lamb was going to do. This lamb. You wouldn't think a lamb could do this, but he's doing it. And he said, the warring with the lamb, and the lamb shall overcome them. How I many you know that whatever you got wrong in your life and whatever you need in your life, there's a lamb in your midst, praise God. He will overcome anything in your life. Praise God. I know there's a lot of things in this world, but we should rise up right now and shout hallelujah. God is going to raise up some people that's going to change things. Amen. How many ever heard of Jack, uh, John Dillinger? Anybody ever heard of him? What about Babyface Nelson and Pretty Boy Floyd? 
they intended to rule the world with gangsters in their time. But God raised up a man called Elliot Nest. Hallelujah. He brought them down. I want you to know some of you, God is going to use you in such a way that you never dreamed as possible to bring things down that we don't think are going to come down. What about Scorpio? Men gave their lives to protect him. He was an undercover cop that brought the national crime scene to its knees because when God is for you, nothing can be against you. Amen? How many believe that God is for you? God is for you. He's fighting your battles. You don't have to, we're too involved fighting our own battles. We need to sit back and let God take control and fight our battles. He's the one that's in charge. The lamb shall destroy them all. Let them rage. The Bible said all they want to rage, but the lamb is going to bring them down. Went and seen Brother Melvin the other day and had a nice talk with him. He said, let me tell you something. Said, I've been back to see my both doctors this week. Said, they said, don't come back no more for one year. You're healed. You're all right. He went to the other and he said, don't come back to see me no more for one year. I don't want to see you again for one year. I want you to know you may be going through some things, but God has a healing for your life. Amen. He has delivered for your soul and your mind and your body. He is God. He's the Lamb that was rejecting, despised of all men. But he come out of that grave with authority and the power to give you and me. Amen? Wounded, but I'm alive. Thomas, I want you to know that. I'm a wounded, but I'm alive. Then he went on to say, the Lord of lords and the King of kings. For they are with him. Notice this. Who's with him? He said the called ones and the chosen ones. One that's called out. And one is chosen. I'm looking for great things to happen. I'm believing and seeing great things happening. The wonderful things of God. Acts 44 and 33 says... This, with great power, he gave the apostles witness of the resurrection and of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was up on them. That's you. Great favor. How many, how many believe right now you got great favor? Grace means favor. You have great favor, amen. Hallelujah. Brother Ken mentioned what he'd come out of. Uh, how many could really come out of something? Some of you hadn't really come out of anything. Amen. You really don't know what it is to be in sin and lost and undone without God. And what wonderful victory and what wonderful joy it is when God comes in your life and delivers you and sets you free from what you used to be. Praise God. It's worth shouting for. He gave them great power. Everybody ought to say great power. Great grace is upon the church. Sin's abounding. You don't have to go anywhere. It's just abounding like it never has before. But be of good courage. Where sin abound, much more so does the grace of God abound. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Brother 
Whitfield, you was in the Marines, is that right? He was telling me the other day, but the, the most trained men in any armed forces were the Navy SEALs, is that right? And the Marines trained them in Florida, and they took them to a certain place as high as they could take them. They had to go to another place. I want you to know God wants to take you further than you've ever been. The Holy Ghost is not the only thing he has for you. He has something greater. You're going to go to another level in the kingdom of God. Who was with him in the kingdom? Chosen ones. Ones that's got the victory. Ones that's got the victory. Acts 5 and 40 said, said they were severely beaten. Severely beaten. I have never been beaten like some of them has. And I don't know where some of you have or not. But you've probably been beaten phys- spiritually, mentally. The same God is the healer. I believe he lives in us. I believe the healer's inside of us. I believe he's healing us in everything we do. And the Bible said in verse 41, and they rejoiced. They were counted worthy to suffer shame for Christ Jesus in his name. They rejoiced that he would count them worthy. In our Sunday school lesson several weeks ago, it was a comment about some missionaries in China and some of them said, that young man there is in his 20s. He's going to be a great witness for Christ. A great witness for Christ. One of them looked at him and said, you can't believe what he says yet. He has not been through the prison. We don't know who we are until we go through the fire. Huh? You don't know who you really are until you've been wounded. Amen? Don't nobody like the fire. Don't nobody like the prison. Don't nobody like the test. But you'll never know who you really are. Your test and your fire reveals what's in you. Huh? That's what reveals what's in you. Brother Eddie said when he joined the Air Force, he was on that train going to the place of training. And he was talking to different people on there, and he made up his mind, said, I don't want to be in war with this one nor that one. But when they got in training, he changed his mind. The ones that he thought they wasn't going to be able to make is the very one that stood beside you. I want you to know you cannot always count on people to stand beside you, but I tell you there's one you can count on will never leave you and never forsake you. I don't care what kind of trouble you're in, what Hallelujah. What you're going through with, you can always count on Jesus to come through. Amen. He's with you in the valley. He's with you on the mountain. He's with you in the fiery furnace. He's in the lion's den. Hallelujah. You ought to shout hallelujah. Everybody ought to shout hallelujah. Daniel came out of the lion's den without a bark on him. The Hebrew children come out of the fire without even smoke on them. Because the man looked down in there and said, I see a man walking around down there. Said he looks like the Son of Man. I want you to know this morning, whatever you're going through, the Son of Man is in there with you to protect you and guide you. Praise God. I've been wounded. Jesus said, I've been wounded. But I'm alive. 
I want you to notice disciples had the same spirit that Jesus had. I've been beaten, and I thank God he counted me worthy. I mean, no, you ought to lift your hands toward heaven. Every time you have a trial and a problem, you ought to lift your hand toward heaven and thank God. Hmm? You shouldn't hang your head down because you've been delivered. You've been set free. We're here for one purpose only, and that's to show the glory and honor to God while we're here in this world. That's why we're here, to bear glory and honor to this world. And Watchman Nee wrote about a lady who was in prison in China, a terrible prison. She prayed to be transferred. God transferred her. I thought about that Ken talking this morning. God transferred her. When she got there, she said, oh, my Lord, why did I ever pray a prayer like that? This place is worse than I could imagine. There's not one Christian in this place. Where I left, I was winning people to God, but there's not one in here. You know what she did immediately? Anybody know what she did immediately? She began to witness them for Jesus Christ. First thing you know, they was getting the Holy Ghost. She'd take them out at night in baptism. She thanked the Lord for sending her to the worst prison that she'd ever seen and felt in her life because that's where God wanted her to bring the glory and honor to God. How many believe you're here for the purpose to bring glory and bring honor to God? It's not going to matter when we die what we accomplished on this earth. It's going to matter how much glory and honor we brought to God. We've been wounded. I mean, if we wish to line you up this morning, every one of you could tell a, a wounded story. But I want to hear you say, I'm alive. I'm alive. Thomas, I want you to know after you feel my side, after you feel my wound, after you hear my story, I want you to know that I'm alive. And not only that, you go tell that fox, which was Herod, an evil king. He said, you go tell him, I'm alive today. I'm alive tomorrow and I'm alive forevermore. When he gets in you, he'll make you alive. He will take you and make you alive like you've never been alive before in your life. That's the king of kings. He created us in his image and his likeness. He's the healer. Most of the time we mention healing, we think of the flesh, and that's a wonderful thing. Sister Martha C. Groves, is going to get a good report. Right, Sister Martha? Going to get a good report. But the devil makes you think you're all alone, you're by yourself. You're never alone and you're never by yourself. God can take the worst condition in your life and change it into one of the most glorious things that ever happened in your life. The wonderful things of God. I've been wounded and I'm what? I'm alive. Talking to somebody just recently about jobs, I said, well, I seen the times on my job when I was going to quit and go home and never come back. But I get to thinking, Peggy likes to eat and Gina likes to eat. I better just stay here. So I stayed here. How I many of you know, you can hear an old saying when I was a kid growing up, never knew what that meant. You jumped right out of the firing pan into the fire. If you're not careful, if you're dissatisfied where you are, and you make a leapfrog jump, you're going to get out of the frying pan right into the very fire. It's going to burn you up. Sometimes it's better to stick it out. Amen? 
Because if God is with you, you're a winner, regardless of what happened. I've been wounded, and I'm what? I'm alive. I've had some hard, difficult times in my life, but I'm a what? I've seen Peggy with arthritis so bad at night, cry all night, nearly sleep not a bit, get up in the morning on Sunday morning, and get dressed and come to church, play the piano, and go back home, go right to bed. She was wounded, but I want you to know she's still alive. How many know that God can make you alive? God can change your life right now where you're sitting. Wonderful things of God. I want to emphasize strongly this morning, these people we're going to mention this morning had the character and the mind of Christ. They was wounded, but yet they was alive. Some people allow their wounds to destroy them. And they live with it all the days of their lives when God wants you to be alive. The wonderful things of God. Let me read you another scripture here. Great power he gave them. The same power that lived in Jesus lived where? Where did, where did the same power that raised Jesus out of the grave, where does he live today? Where is Jesus alive at today? In your heart, in your spirit. If he's not, he can be. He'll fight your battles. Amen? He'll fight your battles. Brother Melvin was in Shreveport Hospital for a while. Couldn't nobody go in and see him. They could go to the window and look at him. I mean, that felt pretty bad, didn't it? Just look at it like, well, I won't go there neither. But there he was. Amen. But there he is today. There where you might have been, but look where you are today. Because God is alive in your life. He's fighting your battles for you, the Lamb. He's fighting your battle. I was wounded. Notice these characters we mentioned. They was wounded, but yet they were what? They were alive. They were alive. Stephen Acts 7 and 54. They gnashed upon him with their teeth. But the act... Acts 5 and 55 said Stephen was full of faith and full of the Holy Ghost. How many know when you get full of the Holy Ghost, you get full of what? Power. The power of the Lord. When you get full. Faith he had. He had power. When he said, behold, I see the Lamb of God. You know, one of the main reasons they crucified Jesus, he said, I am the Son of God. And they crucified him. I tell you, the devil will jump on you quick when you start admitting who you are. You're the child of the king. You've been born from above. You're among the king of kings and the Lord of lords. This man was full of power and full of the Holy Ghost. And when he said that, I see Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. Now, the Bible said when Jesus went back to heaven, he sat down, meaning my work is complete, it's finished. 
But when Stephen sees him standing up, he said, I'm welcoming you home. I've been waiting on you to come home. And they gnashed upon him with their teeth, and they stoned him. And as he laid there dying, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what to do. How many want victory? I mean real victory. When you're wounded, forgive your wounder. When you're wounded, immediately, as quick as you can, don't carry it around. Forgive them, and you'll get the victory. But if you're carrying it around, you're going to be a loser. Don't let the sun go down being angry with people. Forgive as quick as you can. Hallelujah. Somebody say he's the healer. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You cannot forgive in the natural, but there's something inside you that said like Jesus did on the cross, said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. That same spirit lives inside of you. If you're living in the flesh, you can't forgive. But if you're living in the spirit, you'll say, Lord, I forgive them. Stephen said, Lord, forgive them. And he went to be with Jesus. Can't, I want you to just visualize his spirit leaving that body and just sending up where Jesus was. What a glorious time that was for him to leave that body and go where Jesus was. I'm a wounded, but I'm alive. And I'm alive forevermore. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive, and we are to be alive. I'm going to read some things from Apostle Paul. He probably was persecuted tremendously. Brother Ken mentioned his Sunday school class, and I mentioned this several times to people. There's no person in this building, and you don't know a person. You don't know one person that's ever been through what Jesus has been through with. You don't know one. Not even the Apostle Paul didn't go through what he went with. But I want you to notice what he went through with and then what he said at the end of all that. This is found in 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter. We're not going to read them all, but we'll just read some of them, what he went through with. He said uh, here, in labors more abundantly, I was in stripe above measures, in prison more frequently, and in death often. They left him for dead one time. They stoned him so bad, they left him for dead. And people stood around and looked at him, Brother James, and directly, he just got up. How many of you know that when you're wounded sometime, the Lord, people are looking at you wondering if you're ever going to get up again? But I'm going to tell you, the healer's inside of you. The resurrection power's inside you. You're going to get up. Amen? You may fall seven times, but you're going to get back up. Amen? He got back up, sort of shook himself off, and went back in that same city, began to preach the gospel. Because he had the Spirit of Christ in him. He was wounded, but yet he was what? He was alive. He was alive. How many believe this, this too shall come to pass? It's going to come to pass. Let's read on a little bit more about what all he went through with. We won't read them all. He said, the Jews five times I received 49 stripes, save one. He went on and said, thrice I was beaten with rods. I was stoned. 
I suffered shipwreck a night and a day. And I have been in the deep. I was in perilous times. Weariness. How many has ever been weary? That doesn't mean you give up on God when you're weary. You just get weary sometimes. Even disciples, Jesus had to carry them to a place for rest. It's important that you get alone sometimes. It's important that you take a vacation. It's important for you to get away sometime. Jesus did. He's our example. And all these things that he went through with and what suffering he did. You find it also in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. Some of the horrible things that he suffered. And he told Timothy, he said, Alexander the coppersmith has done me much harm. He's done me much wrong. He said, you stay away from him because Timothy was a young minister. He said, now you stay away from him. But he's done me much harm. Have you ever noticed in the Bible the people that done David the most harm, he never raised a sword against them? The one that cursed him, he never raised a sword against him. He said, maybe it's God that sent him down here. I'll just leave it in the hands of God. Paul stood before the king. And the king said, Paul, you are mad. That's what's wrong with you. He said, I'm not mad. I'm just a fool for Christ. And he said, I would to God that every man is like me except for these chains, a fool for Christ. I've been wounded. He came to all in places he'd been wounded. But he could say to the king, I'm alive. <laughs> you tried to kill me. You tried to kill my spirit. False brother, perilous time, Brother Jerry. You tried to kill me. But I'm alive forever. How many of you know when the Lord is walking with you, you stay alive? Don't let the devil ever name you what God has called you. Naomi said, call me bitterness from now on. She changed her name. Don't change your label for what God has labeled you to be. You are more than a conqueror. I don't care what the devil says about you. You are more than a conqueror. Or you can say, I was wounded and I'm what? And I'm alive for how long? Evermore. Thank God for the wounds. Can you say amen? If the Chinese told them when he said that young man's going to be a great witness for God, he said, well, you can't believe him yet. You got to wait he go through the prison. You got to wait till he goes through some fire trials. You got to wait to see what his, how he's going to come out. You ever been through a trial? Sure you have. You're too young to go through them, right? No. Listen, the devil he is after everybody, and Jesus is on our side. More than that, he's inside you. Amen. So from now on, you say, I want you to see where I've been wounded, but ended up, but I'm alive. And I'm alive forevermore. I'm going to stay alive because God is with me. He's inside me. He's keeping me. 
I think we used to sing a song, He's Keeping Me Alive. Is that right? How's that go? He's what? It's all over me. It's all in me. And he's doing what? How many know you have not kept yourself alive? If you're trying to keep yourself, you're going to weary yourself. Because you can't keep yourself. But you got somebody inside you day and night while you were sleeping. How many has ever went to bed feeling like a champion? Anybody in here ever went to bed feeling like a champion? And wake up in the morning feeling like a wet dog? You said, what's happened to me? i tell you what happened. The devil is accuser of the brethren night and day. Your subconscious mind never sleeps. And he speaks to that mind and makes you feel that way. When you get up in the morning, in the morning, Monday morning, right? What are you going to say? Good morning, Holy Ghost. <laughs> what kind of day are we going to have today? Good Lord, it's morning again. It's Monday, the old blue Monday. Don't let the world labor us blue Mondays. Label us what things are. We are the children of God. We've been bought and paid for. We are kings unto him and we're lords unto him. And he's the lamb and he's fighting our battles. How many believe he's fighting your battles? If it had not been for the Lord, we wouldn't be here today. Amen? Praise God. Right after I was elected pastor one night, I was standing outside the old church there, and I was so depressed. I was down and out. I was discouraged. And you might say, well, the preacher's not supposed to get that way. He may not supposed to be, but here's one that does or has. And a man come out beside me and talked to me a little while. I don't remember what he said, and I don't care what he said. All I know, when he, he didn't know my condition. I never told him my condition. But when he got through talking to me, I felt like a new man. Amen? I felt so good. How many of you know that people can talk to you sometime and make you feel so good? And, amen? Because the Lord sends them to you. I don't know where Sister Linda remembers this or not, but you told this one time about Aunt May. She was at home, and you and Betty were somewhere else. She got this strangest feeling about Betty and Linda. Is that right? She got dressed, jumped in that car, and went where they was where she could rescue them. I want you to know that's the kind of God you got living inside of you that gives you sense of things. No telling what would have happened to y'all. You have any idea what might have happened to you? Oh, now. <laughs> they wasn't doing anything bad. Okay, we got that set <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Yes. How many know the Lord can check on you anytime he wants to? Amen. How many times he showed up a crisis in your life and all of a sudden things got better? You ought to praise God for the little things. 
Lazarus laid outside the rich man's gate. Nobody would feed him. He had sores all over him. But God sent a dog to lick his sores. You said, oh, that's terrible. Depends on what kind of condition you're in. But not only that, angel of the Lord came <laughs> and got him and took him home. He was sick no more. And when the rich man looked over in heaven and saw him, Abraham said, I want you to look at him. He once had it bad, but look how good he's got it. I mean, I want you to know one of these days you're going to have it good in Abraham's bosom. God bless you. May the Lord wonderful keep you this week. I've been wounded, but I'm what? I'm alive forevermore. <laughs>